Hello and welcome to Further Faster, brought to you by Montaigne. I'm Daniel Nielsen and it's my job to talk to ultra-athletes, explorers, filmmakers, climbers and mountaineers who are at the top of their game to find out why they do what they do and how they do what they do. Now, Emily Law and Ben Roberts are both excellent climbers and instruct on the mountains of North Wales. But the trajectory of climbing skills isn't always straightforward. In fact, there's one big elephant in the room. And this is one that Emily confronts head-on in her short film, Free to Fall. Yep, you've guessed it falling. It's a real fear at most levels of climbing and one that we all need to address whether you're just starting out or hitting the lofty grades that Ben Roberts is getting at the moment. So in this podcast I spoke to Emily and Ben about how she overcame these fears, the methods she used to combat them and how these skills can be used in other parts of life. It was a lovely conversation, listen in. Great, so uh, welcome to Further Faster. I'm here with uh, Emily Law and Ben Roberts, climbers down in Clamberis Way at the moment. Is that right? We're based here in lovely North Wales. Okay, amazing. Not not a bad neck of the woods for climbers, and and presumably everybody else you bump into in peat seats is also a climber. So they sure are. Although we tend to go to cabin instead of peat seats. Oh, is, it, is that is that is that where you hang out these days? Okay, got you. See, it's been a while since I've been in Clamberis. So let's put it before pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff um cool yeah so we we want to talk a little bit about um well obviously you're both you're both uh excellent excellent climbers and emily you're you're you know you're so involved in making films and that kind of stuff as well um so um, we want to crack on really with um the, there was a short film that was seen called free to fall um g- emily give us a little bit of a premise of, of what you wanted to achieve making that um, I really wanted to achieve a bit more visibility and openness around the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think climbing is often thought of as quite a physical sport. You know, a lot of it people will, will rely on a training program or getting strong, but so much of what you can do to improve your climbing and your attitude around climbing is all mental mm-hmm. um I've, it's, it's interesting like when you look into it you can read a lot about all the mental training tools that help people succeed and when you can apply those to climbing it becomes a really fascinating thing to explore and for me I was in Spain in 2019 and I realized that I had a fear of falling Mm-hmm. And I had a couple of climbing accidents, and I think that's where it all stemmed from. And it meant that I just never wanted to fall off because that sensation was just so anxiety-inducing, and I had avoided it for so long. I'd just mm-hmm. never fallen off. And realising that to try harder, I needed to actually fall off was difficult and also quite freeing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, since then, I've been on a journey of learning how to manage it and also learning how to manage other fears and other things that can hold you back, like um, a fear of failure or performance anxiety. Mm-hmm. And then the film sort of captures all of that together and I hope will help other people realise that they can also learn to manage it. Yeah, sure. So d- t- what, what were the... So y- in terms of your kind of climbing career, you'd, have you always climbed? Like, when did the accidents occur? Was that kind of as you were 
you know, in your sort of earlier days in climbing? What what, what was the sort of the, the time scales? Yeah, so I started climbing when I was like 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely loved it. I started climbing, doing indoor lead, lead mm-hmm. climbing. Um, and then I moved on to climbing outdoors pretty quickly and just absolutely fell in love with it. I loved every element of it, the whole lifestyle. And then I was just climbing and had two times where everything just got a bit close for comfort. And that was sort of like 18 or 19. Mm-hmm. And then I sort of realized a couple of years later, <clears throat> I realized a couple of years later that that had been massively affecting my climbing. Right. And and so, so and, and really what you're saying is you couldn't progress unless you learn. You, yeah, you, you wouldn't put yourself out of your comfort zone too much in case you had a fall I wasn't even close I wasn't even close to being outside of it I was so inside of it like hiding in the middle yeah Um, and it was actually a lot of it was down to Ben Ben showed me how to try a lot harder and I was like I want to try harder (laughs) and Ben Ben, you're uh you're you're you know you're you're obviously and and then an amazing climber and an instructor as well how do you do you see do you see this thing quite a lot when you're instructing and and what what are the kind of the techniques that you can kind of yeah yeah um while instructing Mm -hmm. I don't tend to see it too much because the type of clients that I have generally have never climbed before right but even with them there's so much coaching to get them out of their shells onto the rock and feeling really comfortable and happy mm-hmm. because well that's the thing that I just try and talk about all the time with whoever I'm out with clients or just friends it's just having fun mm-hmm. um if you're having fun you can sort of like improve and uh yeah just enjoy it and that's what we're here for hey yeah I think that the the having fun fun I think that the having fun element was one of the most important parts for me because in the whole process of realizing I had a fear of fail, 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 fail. <laughs> in the whole process of realizing I had a fear of falling, I just like lost all the fun out of climbing. Yeah. And I really needed to re-find all of that enjoyment that it used to have. Mm-hmm. And so I prioritized that and then it was it meant that every time I was looking forward to going out not because of the grades I was climbing or because of things I was trying it was just to go and hang out and have a nice time again and that was really fulfilling right and and, and was that really the thing that you needed to focus on when we talk about kind of techniques of getting over that I guess that is part of that is one of the, we're going to a few more later, but I guess that's the first thing is really the mind, the mindset shift when you're actually, you know, walking out to the crag. And... Yeah, I found that the, the biggest shift of mindset that helped me the most was to just view success differently. So mm-hmm. I'd always viewed success as like reaching the top of the climb or climbing it without falling and climbing it clean. Mm-hmm. But the, the biggest success particularly when you start going and trying harder routes might be that you find success by doing a move 
because it's that hard or linking a section together or in a lot of cases like having the confidence to get off the ground and try it even if it doesn't go how you expect mm. like losing the, losing the expectations you have of what might happen and finding success in all of the small things that you can find success in when you start looking yeah and um, yeah. and ben and ben for you is that how you'd approach climbing before had you gone through these sort of questions yourself in you know in your earlier days climbing as well or i think or even if you don't explicitly um ask them of yourself climbing asks them of you anyway and the way that i've come to um think about it myself and it's what i've sort of showed emily and lots of friends that i've been out with um i call it like good at good intentions no expectations okay. so like i before i step onto the rock i'll say that little mantra to myself i'll actually say three good intentions mm -hmm. and nearly always the first one's to have fun the next one's to try hard and then the third one is sort of like free to be whatever's relevant to that route at that time mm -hmm. and it's just such a like freeing mindset you're just getting on the wall with no anxiety no nothing and uh yeah i highly recommend trying it to everyone yeah no expectations but good intentions to always try your hardest and try and aim for success but having no expectations that it might happen yeah i love it i love it i love it and 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 emily since since you've kind of obviously you know the the, the short the short film just kind of go, goes through a little bit of the journey but how was it an immediate thing or do you still have to kind of reiterate it to yourself? Did you, you know, did you start, you know, you, you, you went with good intentions, no expectations to three climbs and then all of a sudden you're free from this fear of falling or was it a longer thing? Was it, do you still have to remind yourself, you know, how, how, how did it actually pan out in reality? Oh, <laughs> uh, goodness, a lot more work than three climbs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez, it work. <laughs> um, and yeah, it definitely isn't something that just will go away. Like, I definitely had that misconception. And that time that we were in Spain, I I did a lot of, um, I like call it like concrete fear of falling practice. So like the physical act of falling, yeah. I did a lot of that. But I didn't do much work on the, the mental side around it um because those things sort of came up a bit further along the line yeah. and so I was like well I can fall off now and I'm fine and so then we went into lockdown and I came back out of lockdown and was like well I'm fine now I've taken lots of falls and I've fixed it mm -hmm. and then I immediately was back on the rock and was like oh no oh no mm -hmm. <laughs> um and had to sort of like kind of start not start the process again is the wrong word because you're never starting it again because you've got all that experience behind you each time it crops up and like maybe you're climbing in a new location or maybe you're in a more exposed location like on a sea cliff or in a place you've never been before um or you're trying something harder than you've ever tried before each time it comes up you've got all those skills that you had the previous times that you can immediately draw on and then keep building on mm -hmm. um 
and then yeah it's really good because it just it, it's always a journey it's not you'll never reach a final destination where you're just forever always able to to just ignore it mm-hmm. I found that it will come up and but the longer I've been going on for the less it comes up as well and when it does come up it's very quick to manage I know exactly what things I can put on and the different tools to use okay like what to, kind of thing um, how do you how, how, how do you kind of manage the yeah okay yeah so if i'm up on a climb and i feel the like anxiety in my tummy starting to to rise mm-hmm. i think the the biggest thing i like to do is ask myself is the fear rational or irrational and in some cases it is rational, you know, you're on a climb and you're up above a piece of trad gear and it's maybe not the best piece of trad gear and you really don't want to fall off on that. But then in other cases, you can be up above it and it'd be a perfectly brilliant piece of gear or even on a, a bolt on a sport climb. Mm-hmm. And there's there's nothing irrational about that. Like you should rationally be able to walk because it's safe. Yeah. And often when I ask myself that question, as soon as I realize it's irrational fear, I can sort of like switch off to it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that doesn't work and it's still there. And maybe it's just like you're having a more nervous day or something else has happened outside of climbing that's like just sort of set you off a bit different that day. Sometimes you get unexplainable. You just can't put your finger on what it is that day that's making you just feel more anxious. Um, And in those cases, I'll tend to like ask myself if what I'm doing up there is is going to benefit me in the long term. So like I can then either choose to be like, no, it will benefit me. I'll push on and I'll see if I like. I'll push on and it. Mm will lead to some success and maybe I'll still fall off and that's okay. But often I'll then be like, mm, no, today is, is too high of an anxiety day. And I'll choose to take it back a notch yeah. and kind of change that view of success for the day. And then almost deciding to not put myself in those fearful situations, that's success in itself. So I'll, I'll, um, <clears throat> I will like choose to come back down to the ground and I'll maybe try something different, a different route. The same one on top rope. Or the same one, as Ben says, but on top rope possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think often it sometimes might be a certain element on the climb. So there might be like, I can think of recently, there was a really, really awkward clip out really far to the right. Mm-hmm. Um, this clip is like notorious to be like a, terribly placed bolt on this route that you have to like traverse over to and clip and then it's not very comfortable but I got up there and I thought well I can either just not do it and I can come down or I can just like the fall isn't unsafe climbing over there it's just to get a bit of a longer fall and so I decided to carry on and clip it and then as once once it was over it was all done like it's almost like you're mind can get the better of you and 
in a second that can play out every terrible possibility that lies mm. out in front of you. But realistically, if you just took that one more move over to it, you'd probably be clipping it quicker than you realised. Yeah. And and Ben, I mean, these are all perfectly normal reactions that you must, you know, taking new clients out, you must see you must see yeah. every day on to it to a kind of a different a different level, you know, especially sort of newbies climbing. How do you that that kind of irrational fear is 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 real <laughs> and and there how, how do you kind of talk people through through it when they're yeah just just starting out um as you said it is irrational but it's completely normal because it's stemming from like a place of a fear of heights and therefore falling from that height um but climbing is phenomenal it's you know so high tech nowadays and trying to explain to people how good that gear is how the systems work a lot of the time just explaining what the rope is doing what it's connected to at the top and how the device that you've got on your harness works can be enough yeah um yeah i i found a similar experience um i've like helped coach quite a few friends on the fear of falling and different elements around it and a lot of people it's like a massive distrust in their gear yeah and so they're not confident that their gear placements particularly track climbing it tends to come up a lot more are actually going to hold when they fall onto them and like doing practice to like there's loads of different practices you can use in track climbing and like ben even uses them when he goes out track climbing like you know ben doesn't just go straight up a place and never have any questions or you know everybody experiences it and you know the same tactics that I've taught friends we use while we're climbing like but you can get to the point where you're using them as you go up and you're like able to mentally assess all the different elements of it and all the different risks at once (laughs) (laughs) and 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 Ben I mean obviously you you know, you 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 climb to very very, you know, you're you're hitting pretty high grades. What what you're you're you know when you're when you when you're pushing yourself, do you do you you're you you presumably got you're so experienced in what you know placing your gear and making sure it's right. That do you find that once you've got that bit out of the way out of your head, then you can really focus on like you don't need to think about. You don't have this fear necessarily. You can actually focus a bit more on the climbing element. Is that right? Yeah. Is that just, it's just it's just a whole massive block that you just don't need to think about that you don't have going on necessarily. I would say to an extent, I think British trad climbing is quite unique compared to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had the pleasure of climbing a lot of trad anywhere else other than the UK. <laughs> But from the looks of it, it's a lot of cams mm-hmm. and a lot of very like splitter cracks, right. um, quite definitive lines. Whereas the UK, the gear is so fiddly, it wanders all over the place. And if you end up missing a piece of gear, that could be like a pretty crucial piece that's protecting you for quite a while. Yeah. So I really put my emphasis while I'm track climbing in the UK on site on the gear and almost forgetting about the climbing because if I spend like 75% of my focus on the gear 
when I've got it to a point that I'm like, yeah, this is good. Mm-hmm. I can then switch that off, similar to how you just said. Yeah. And then all my focus is on the climbing until mm-hmm. it, um, I get to another place where I'm like, oh, there's some gear here. And then I'll spend a lot of time, a lot of energy getting as much. I like even just pretty much build belays halfway up routes, maybe mm-hmm. like three, four pieces in if I can, because the confidence that sort of instills in you to push on yeah. is just so much greater than putting like one piece and being like, oh, I don't know about this piece. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think British track climbing is like all less about the climbing. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, great. And and yeah, so what, what have you got, you know, do, do, what have you got planned for the summer then? You, you're saying in Clamberries, you're climbing, you're taking out clients. What projects uh, yeah, are you both working on? Yeah, so we're both rock climbing instructors. And yeah. so we'll both be doing a similar thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, taking out loads of clients and taking out people as well along the coast. We work on Holy Head as co-steering guides as well. So that's yeah. like a mixture of scrambling and climbing and sea cliff jumping. And it's really mm-hmm. fun. <laughs> what um, my goal I was doing it in Wales last week, actually. I had a blast. It was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> nice. um, my goals for the year ahead... Um, in order to like learn how to best manage the fear of falling. And now I've got to a point where I really feel very confident on sport climbs. Yeah. And I like have got to the point where, you know how earlier I said, you know, it doesn't come up all the time. It might just come up when you go somewhere new or you try something different or you're in a more exposed place. I've got to the point where sport climbing feels very comfortable and it's just an absolute joy to go out every day now and try and Mm-hmm. try really hard <laughs> um but I have also been going back into track climbing so I used to track climb predominantly yeah um but the, those accidents a few years ago sort of steered me a bit away from that mm-hmm. um so I'm getting back into track climbing again and have been doing sort of a bit last year and then a lot more this year leading up to the summer I'm really looking forward to climbing a lot more trad climbing this summer it's going to be a lot of fun and it's nice we are so lucky to have both like incredible coastal climbing here in North Wales and then right next to it incredible mountain climbing yeah um, it's so nice to have such a contrast and such a mix of places to go and explore definitely yeah. um my goal is to finish off my triple eight so it's like a 8a route 8a boulder and mm-hmm. an e8 trad route and right. uh, I've got the 8A boulder left to finish, which is right. quite exciting. Amazing. Um, and then a trip to Cadarese and Val de Orco in Italy mm-hmm. at the end of the summer. That should be really cool to go and get some granite crack climbing in. I'm no. very excited. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds amazing. Yeah, you just got to work all summer, though, to get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> work hard, play hard. <laughs> Oh, it sounds amazing. Listen, um, yeah, th- thanks for your time. Um, yeah, and thanks for, you know, just being so open and honest about these sort of things. It all, no matter what level of climbing you're at, it, it's it's all, it's completely relevant. And the fact that we can, you know, have these conversations now and 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 you, that you're opening up these kind of conversations just makes it just better for everybody, doesn't it? Just like confronting these sort of things head on 
make makes a difference to people so yeah um yeah there's a the best part about it is that all of these tactics that you learn and all the tools you have you don't just have to use them for climbing right you can use it so many other elements of your life and that's the most interesting part when you mm-hmm. like start to identify how you can take the stress out of other parts of your life yeah with it as well deciding whether it's rational or irrational for starters <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, public speaking is like a good example. Yeah. You know, or a lot of people find that scary, and you'd use the same tools to manage something like that as yeah. you would climbing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. That's really interesting. Um, great. And the film Free to Fall is on YouTube. You can pick it up. Yes. Uh, on BMC TV. Perfect. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. It's lovely, lovely piece of work. So um yeah, thanks for sharing it with us and thanks for talking. And yeah, let you get back to your coffee. And um hope, hope you got a day on the crack today. Uh I have. Okay. And uh, I think Ben is resting. I'm feeling quite broken from yesterday and the day before. <laughs> oh, are you? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Chill out. Too many crimps. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, guys, thanks for your time. And um, yeah, have a good day. Thank you, Daniel. Nice to meet you. And a huge thanks to Ben and Emily for your time. Um, and thank you all for listening as well. We'd love it if you can leave a review wherever you get your podcast from. And we're going to be back in a couple of weeks talking ultra running and the Montaigne Summer Spine Race with Ed Harris. <laughs>